Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right, it's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and the effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Dr. Richard Jacoby will join us to discuss Unglued. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world's famous question a week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Science Show. Well, how can we reduce our sugar to reduce inflammation, reverse nerve damage, and reclaim good health? Joining us today to discuss this issue is Dr. Richard Jacoby. He is one of the country's leading peripheral nerve surgeons, specializes in the treatment of peripheral neuropathy. He is one of the co-founders of the Scottsdale Healthcare Wound Management Center and former president of the Arizona Podiatry Association and Association Stremity Nerve Surgeons. He is a diplomat of the American Board of Podiatric Surgery he has penned the new book, Unglued, and his number one bestseller, Sugar Crush. Dr. Jacoby, thank you so much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. My pleasure. Sunday downtown Scottsdale. You talk about sugar being this link between a host of preventable chronic diseases. I'm curious why you decided to put the book together. Well, that's my field, peripheral nerve surgery. And when I first started in podiatric medicine many years ago, back in Philadelphia, I had a background in chemistry at Villanova before I went to podiatry school in Philadelphia. And so it was kind of an interest in the back of my mind. I worked at the Ben Franklin Clinic, which was a research center at the University of Pennsylvania when I was going to school. And I was the research assistant for a very famous scientist, Dr. Michael Sheff, who was from England, worked with Watson and Crick in DNA discovery, and he was working on PKU, which is brain defect. So I was his research assistant and also a student of his in biochemistry. So I got the bug, but that was not my field. My field is surgery. I did general podiatric surgery in those days. And then I had the fortune of running into Dr. Lee Dellen, who is a professor of neurosurgery at Johns Hopkins, had a novel procedure for decompressing nerves in the lower extremity for diabetic neuropathy a very controversial subject. This is about 25 years ago. And I introduced that into the treatment protocol in Scottsdale about 25 years ago. And we had very few, if any, amputations with diabetic neuropathy. And that is a very, very novel approach to this disease. So that's how I got started. And I wrote a book called Sugar Crush, which explains all this sort of thing. And then I took it to another level, and I'm taking it to another level with my new book, Unglued. So that's my background, and here we are. Certainly information out there of how bad sugar is, but how can we even avoid sugar? It's in everything. Yeah, I don't think we can avoid it, to tell you the truth. High fructose corn syrup, which is the liquid form of fructose, is in about 85 to 90% of all the food in the United States. And now that epidemic that we have is now a pandemic and causing the last stat I saw in my field is a million and a half amputations worldwide every year due to that process of the biochemistry of 
sugar on nerves. That's shocking. Death from uh, diabetes and diabetic neuropathy is actually uh, a higher rate of death than cancer itself. And the reason is, is it, the disease itself, diabetic neuropathy, is the biochemistry of sugar. Now, a lot of people understand that there's a connection, but they don't know the, exactly what that connection is. And I think that the problem, at least from my point of view, and working with Dr. Dellen was actually trained as a hand surgeon when he first started and then as a plastic surgeon. And now he's a professor of peripheral nerve surgery at Johns Hopkins. So he had a different kind of approach to this. He's not a neurologist. I think this is the fundamental problem. And people listening to your radio show, and hopefully there are some neurologists listening as well, because they just don't get it. And I'm going to explain it, not because they're not smart. That is not the answer. The answer is they don't have the perspective or the skill set necessary to resolve this problem. And how do and why do I say that? Sugar is a biochemical reaction. It's called the Maillard reaction, actually, it's a cooking term. So what it does is causes the nerve to shrink up on the outside and a polyol pathway sugar on the inside causes the nerve to swell. And the third pathway that I discovered is the nitric oxide pathway, which is the blood supply to the nerve. So I had the fortune of studying with Dr. John Cook at Stanford, who's a cardiologist by training. He's got a PhD in vascular biology, and he studies one molecule, and that's called asymmetric dimethylarginine, which is right in my wheelhouse of chemistry. And I saw the connection between what he was studying and what Dr. Dellen was studying, and I had texted him about 20 years ago, and I said, hey, I think there's a connection here. And he had written an article in Circulation in 2004 on cardiovascular connection with nitric oxide. And I thought that that connection was real. And he called it the Uber marker. And he, he texted me after I, I texted him, or excuse me, I texted him and he called me on the phone about two hours later and said, that's a novel idea. Come up to Stanford, work on it. I did. We worked out the pathway. There is a connection. That's the first connection to not only the peripheral nerves of the leg, but every nerve in the body. And that's why I say, this is connected to autism, Alzheimer's, MS, carpal tunnel, peripheral neuropathy. It doesn't matter which nerve it is. They're all the same. They have different functions, for, of course. So they look like they're different diseases. And in my opinion, they are not. So that's how I arrived at that hypothesis. Now, is it accepted? Not at all. So let's go to neurology. So let's say, and I'll tell you a good one is Dr. Perlmutter. He's written a lot of books on sugar. And he's got a new book out called Dropping Acid, meaning uric acid, which is part of the Krebs cycle on the side. It's called the uric acid cycle. And is it, it's a part of this problem, but it's only a dot in my theory. So if I explain this to him, and I have explained it to many neurologists, and they go, well, you don't quite understand. This is not a curable disease. I say, yes, it is. Yes, it is. If you do a surgical procedure by decompressing the nerves and then they go crazy. You don't operate on a diabetic. I say you don't if you don't know what you're doing, but if you do know what you're doing, that's the thing to do. But they, they're not surgeons, so they dismiss it. Just, no, it doesn't work. Well, it does work. 
And we have been doing this for over 25 years. Dr. Dellum wrote his first paper in 1984. This is not new to us, but unfortunately, it's not new to the medical profession. profession. They just don't look at it. They just use drugs to lower your sugar, which is good, but they never tell the patient, don't eat it in the first place. Well, wait a minute, that stuff tastes great. I know it is, it's a drug, it's addicting, and it causes severe disease, one of which is an amputation. Alzheimer's, that's another perfect example. Same process, different nerve, the olfactory nerve, senses smell. So all these nerves are being affected, but the end organ is what you see as the problem. So people think, oh, this is a different disease. No, it is not, it is sugar. So in my new book, I do have some hope though. In my new book, I talk about stem cells that dissolve the effects of what sugar causes, and it does work. Unfortunately, in the US, we have the FDA, which slow walks any cure because Big Pharma runs the show and it costs millions of dollars to get it through a research study. So they've declared amniotic fluid, which is part of the stem cell naturally occurring perinatal tissue. They just declared that a drug. Can you imagine that? After three and a half million years of primate evolution, if we can believe that story, that would be Lucy, the first primate then apparently she was a drug dealer with her amniotic fluid. So that's where I'm at in this subject. Um, And the new book, Unglued, will hopefully resolve all this mystery. And both books are pretty detailed in all these subjects. Given its systemic effects on the body in in excess, why is it that doctors don't Just reducing sugar intake, uh, just cutting it from the diet seems like the most reasonable solution just to disorders. Simply put, doctors don't get paid to do that. They do not get paid to do that. They get paid. I, I say that all doctors are in the pathology repair business, just like a car repair shop. They're in the fender repair business. They're not there to tell you don't drink and drive. They're there to fix the car after you crash it. Unfortunately, that is American medicine, and it will never, ever be solved until the incentive is reversed. It's that simple. Big Pharma runs the show, and newest class of drugs, which is called monoclonal antibodies, for all these inflammatory conditions that sugar causes, are about $200,000 per patient per year. Can you imagine that number? $200,000 per patient per year. Let's take uh, something like rheumatoid arthritis or psoriatic arthritis, definitely caused by sugar. And the drug Umera works very nicely for that disease by reducing the inflammation and the disease process, but it never cures it. You have to take it forever, has a tremendous lot of um, um, uh, side effects. Why would they tell you don't eat the poison? when they get $200,000 a year to give you the remedy? There's your answer right there. Sugar's a drug. It's addicting drug. One of the um, researchers that I talked to, he's in the behavior sciences, and he calls it a gateway drug. Sugar is a gateway drug to other addictive drugs. And we started with formula at birth. Remember, we just had the formula shortage as if it was a national disgrace? No. the best thing could happen in the country. 
Why would you want to feed the kid sugar to addict them? Breast milk is what they need. Fat is what you need. That's nature's natural remedy. Oh, wait a minute. That's right. Fat is what causes heart disease, doesn't it? Well, it doesn't. Sugar does. That's the big lie. So I could go on and on about how that happened and where it happened and who's monetizing this sentence. And just about everybody is in on it. But from a physical condition, and I mean physical, F-I, physical as in money, the U.S. budget, according to um, Stanley Druckenmiller, who is a famous uh, economist, predicted this year that in 10 years, all the money collected in taxes by the U.S. government will go to entitlement. And those entitlements are Medicare and Social Security, and there'll be nothing left for any other thing, including payment on the debt, interest, military, anything else. At 10 years, we'll be totally, utterly bankrupt. And most of the money is going down the rat hole of Medicare. And it's big pharma. And it's that simple. So I guess it's self-correcting. Once we run out of money, we'll, we won't be able to purchase the drugs. And if you don't give up sugar, then you'll die. And those who don't will survive. That's a very drastic look at the situation, but it's true. Now, technology might be able to solve this. There are lots of new detectors in the industry, especially in the physics world. And I'm going to be giving a keynote address next week, actually in Newport Beach, on the MedTech convention on wearables and how to analyze the effects of sugar and a lot of other molecules way before you get diabetes and then have wearable interventions that use nitric oxide and many other types of modalities, non-pharmaceutical, that could reverse or at least bend the curve on this disease. So I'm painting a very dark picture, but I think no one changes until they face the inevitable, and that's death. And that's what we're talking about. So I hope your listening audience is not too afraid of this, but you don't have to get an amputation. So tech can do a lot, but I think education is uh, Trump's tech, like your show. you got to get the message out to uh, an audience that's interested in better health. This would be very controversial. Hopefully you have some doctors listening who would write in, and I know they will, and go crazy and saying he doesn't know what he's talking about. Where's his literature? I love to do that debate. That is my forte. So I just say, bring it, because they're not solving it at all. We've certainly talked a lot about the source of the problem, sugar, the things that it's causing, and then you touch on some solutions. But what's your perspective? Do you think we have a road? Do you think we have an avenue for, for dealing with this fine, sweet mess that we've all gotten ourselves into? I do. I always ask this rhetorical question. Since this is a epidemic in the United States at the moment on the effects of sugar, we call them all different diseases. So I would say, well, where is the um, Surgeon General in this discussion? And I ask this rhetorically, you know what his name is, don't you? No, you don't, nor did I, and no one does, because he's supposed to be there as the general, the surgeon general, alerting us to the problem you just stated in the beginning. Why does the public not know this? And the answer, I think, is a lot of politics, but most of the media, now I'm talking about the CBS, NBC, CNN, Fox News, et cetera, 80% now of the funds that those networks receive are from big pharma, such as the drug I just talked about. 
So anybody who goes against the narrative gets fired. Tucker Carlson, and there's a list of people that goes on and on and on. Because if you don't stick to the narrative, you get fired. Now, radio is somewhat held hostage, but not to the degree that TV is. And certainly podcasts are making a huge movement here to get the, get the information out from somewhat unbiased. I mean, everybody is biased, but at least you have an opportunity to have a debate. Bring your bias and let's discuss it. And that's what dialogue's for. And your show is a good example of that. So I encourage people to um, lash out. I like that. Tell me your story. Tell me, is there another pathway? I think there is. And I touched on stem cell. That's a whole other issue. Why aren't stem cells legal in the United States? In a lot of applications, we do have some leeway. Why is that? The rest of the world's using it. Panama, Mexico, Costa Rica. You can go pretty much anywhere and get stem cells and fix just about any inflammatory condition you can think of. But here in the United States, we can't do that. Why? Big pharma. Pretty simple. So there is a solution out there, but I think the solution is get a free and open discussion. Unfortunately, we're running slightly out of time. I'm just curious if you have any final words uh, regarding this whole issue. Well, Sugar Crush, is, you know, it's been out for almost 10 years now. So to me, it's uh, an old story. I think your audience will love Unglued because it does give lots of solutions. How to get off of sugar. What are the remedies once you have these particular problems? And stem cells is really the focus of that book. So, yes, that would be the number one thing. I'm very happy to have had the time to talk to your audience, and I'd love to be back again and tell you more. I'm just talking with Dr. Richard Jacoby. His new book, Unglued, and his bestseller, Sugar Crush, How to Reduce Inflammation, Reverse Nerve Damage, and Reclaim Good Health. Dr. Jacoby, thank you so much for joining us today on The Grok Science Show. Well, thank you for the opportunity. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.groks.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.